Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is hour number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Jonathan Von Tobel hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Already halfway through the show. I'm not used to doing these two-hour shows, JVT. These things fly by, man. Can't wait for my four-hour shows on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> exactly. Gonna great. That's going to be a lot of fun. But Oh, by the way, Live Bet Sunday, me and JVT as we round out the NBA season. going to be a lot of association Allegedly. Talk. I don't allegedly. think you're on for like the first three Sundays. So allegedly, <laughs> we will be paired together again at some point. At some point. Look out for that in the future. Uh, but joining us now to start off hour number two here on the Lombardi line, we bring in our guy over at the South Point, Vinny Maiulo, South Point odds maker. Talk all things sports betting. Vinny, hope all is well with you. Everything going well at the South Point. Uh, let's start off. I want to start off with the NFL draft here because the combine is going on in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. We've seen the draft market start to populate all across the market here. Will you guys at the South Point be booking the NFL draft this season? Why or why not? Well, that's a, that's a great question, Femi. Good to be with you and JVT. You know, uh, Chris Andrews uh, uh, will make that final call, our director. I'm not passing the buck. I'm just saying <laughs> that. Here, here's the, uh, the the frustration, frankly, with the NFL draft, right? You can't put them up too early. Some folks have them up already, and that's great for, to their credit and everything. But when it comes to put a booking and trying to create odds for the NFL draft, you've got to get into not only the minds of, let's say, the Bears general manager, uh, obviously, I picked the Bears because they have the number one pick. You've got to get into the minds of several general managers, right? So, for instance, if, uh, you know, to right now, uh, it, you know, uh, Bryce Young is probably the number one uh, uh, choice, right? Uh, the favorite to be the number one overall pick. But it's not going to be the Bears that pick him. So who are the Bears going to trade with to uh, to grab Bryce Young? So you've got that whole dynamic uh, I think what we're looking at, frankly, is uh, if we decide to to book uh, NFL draft props, more 
um, how should I put you know, more kind of groupings, if you will. So uh, how many SEC players, how many Big Ten uh, mm. players in, in the first round, respectively, things like that. But as far as, you know, some of the uh, um, some of the draft uh, props over the years, you put them up too early. There's way too much information on the other other side of the counter, frankly. And, and I've always said that. I want to know what you know. I want you to know what I know when it t- comes to time to put these uh, these uh, pr- uh, type of wager, any wager, right? Uh, it's just not the same as booking other proposition bets because there is not only so much uncertainty, but frankly, there's information that gets out and into betting markets way sooner and uh, through back channels uh, that we have no control over. Well, Vinny, while that's a nice sentiment, I want to know things that you don't know. So I'm just going to put that out there right now uh, as far as I, this. I don't blame you, I, and, I, and, that's, and that's fine. I know that part. So, uh, I was, But I'm curious. So, you know, you talked about what you guys might offer. Um, I would assume maybe like some index props as well with a little bit of a higher hold percentage might be uh, on the menu too as you kind of get closer. Uh, but I wanted to ask, so when we're talking about information, do these draft positions for players who might be available later in the draft where not as much concrete information is available, are those more attractive for some, for you guys in your position? Like, you know, second round guys, third round guys, or are you still looking at the same kind of spot where you're in, you're in kind of no man's land where there might not be as much information, but it also might be a harder number for you guys to set. Yeah, no, JVT, you know, it's, it's all about the first round, too, because, you know, and then I guess you could get into the second round a little bit. But beyond that, really, even even uh, when you look at the, the viewership uh, uh, and, uh, you know, the betting market, it's it's a it's when it comes to betting the draft, it's all about the first round, uh, a little bit of the second round maybe comes into play. Um, but uh, beyond that, you know, and, and if you're going to do indexes, then maybe something that I said uh, before is how many uh, SEC players, how many uh, Big Ten, how many ACC. And then you, you, you could put that is you know, uh, maybe you can combine the two rounds between first and second round. Then you can make that an index as well. So those are kind of the things that we're talking about uh, pretty early on. But you won't see draft props uh, for, certainly from us. Uh, anytime uh, uh, way in advance of the draft. Certainly not uh, not in March. We're speaking with Hall of Fame odds maker over at the South Point, Vinny Maiulo. Vinny, let's transition over to college basketball. Champ Week is here. Mid-major mm-hmm. conference tournaments have already yeah. tipped off. We'll have the major conference tournament starting next week. And I'm curious because as a better, I tend to kind of gravitate towards some of the, the, the conference tournament futures versus the game to game. How does the betting public go about this? Do they bet those game to game, the single games, or do they kind of gravitate toward the futures and those conference tournaments as well? Yeah, great question, Femi. If you look uh, behind me, it's a little bit of a glare right now. But as I came in the studio right now, there was a line out there, folks. You know, getting uh, they were uh, they were getting uh, uh, down on some of these uh, uh, conference games today. You know, March Madness, typically in our mind, and and, and the label of March Madness is that it's second week, right? The middle of March. Actually, March Madness has already started. I mean, when you look at uh, the fact that folks are here betting some of the smaller conference uh, games right now, uh, the major conferences that are filling out uh, and uh, their, their regular season schedule. So uh, the, the other part of it is, once we get the uh, those uh, conference tournaments here in Las Vegas, including the Pac-12, absolutely adds to the handle. And a lot of folks who may, not, may necessarily not be able to get here for the big dance will get here for the conference tournament. So we've seen the first half of March uh, pick up considerably in the last few years. 
doesn't equal what we're going to see for the two and a half weeks of the NCAA tournament. And, and here in the state of Nevada, over $350 million in handle uh, just for the tournament, you know, that, uh, that uh, sustained period. But you've seen a major uptick in the games, uh, in the smaller conference tournaments, and, and then, of course, uh, the tournaments that take place here. Vinny, there's somebody sleeping in the book. you got to go get him, wake him up. Security doesn't allow that kind of thing over at the South Point. Uh, Jimmy, Vicaro, Jimmy Vicaro needs his rest. <laughs> That's a good point. Now, how much liability do you guys add to your futures book when it comes to college basketball over these next couple of weeks as people come into town? You know, JBT, uh, it's not really, uh, you know, maybe there's a little bit more uh, of an added liability on some teams, uh, you know, like a uh, like an Arkansas, uh, you know, uh, who, who saw some early action, uh, uh, you know, in, in the early part of the season. Uh, Miami, Miami of Florida, uh, certainly a team uh, that uh, that garnered uh, uh, some interest. Kansas State. Uh, when we opened them uh, uh, last year at 200 to one, I mentioned Miami uh, of Florida at 200 to one. Um, actually, this is the time of year where you can help mitigate and get off of some of your liability. So, but then again, you know, if folks are committed to a Laranegas team uh, or Kansas State, and I think the Big uh, the Big 12 for me, you know, uh, is the number one conference. Uh, I, I know that uh, you know we, we also we I, I personally I rate conferences as well as uh, individual teams in terms of power ratings. So I think uh, you know when you when you look at those types of uh, of teams, uh, then I think then you you may get uh, some more uh, some more action on them to add to that liability. But you also have an opportunity to get off them too and mitigate some of that liability. And you know maybe their odds are not going to be uh, quite as uh, quite as high as some folks would like. So they'll go somewhere else. Or, or, or when I say go somewhere else, go to another team. Mm -hmm. Vinny, you said that you guys kind of rate the teams as well as rating the conferences. In, in the lead-up to Selection Sunday, because we're now about, what, eight, nine days away from the brackets being revealed, are you guys mm -hmm. also playing bracketology on the lead-up to Selection Sunday, trying to figure out all right, which teams are going to be in the field, which teams might be on the outside looking in? Like, What's that lead-up and the preparation looking like for you guys ahead of Selection Sunday? Yeah, you know, yesterday and today, Femi, uh, Chris Andrews and I were putting, you know, uh, and separately, you know, working on our power ratings, fine-tuning our power ratings. I wouldn't say that we quite get into bracketology because, uh, you know, um, and again, uh, you know, all those uh, prognosticators do a great job. I get a lot of respect for what they do, but it also is quite different from what we do because, again, you know, rankings don't determine price, right? I've always said this. Polls don't determine prices. Mm. Power ratings do. So we're going to have, you know, that's why you see so many unranked teams, especially in these last couple of weeks, which has been a, a very uh, strong betting uh, trend, where unranked teams uh, are are favored over ranked teams. So again, that's where the power rating comes in. Um, we, so we know that there's going to be 68 teams selected, but we're going to still maintain our ratings on 363 teams because you never know who's going to get in. There could be an upset. Somebody may be under 500, and you know they they make a run and they get an automatic bid in one of the smaller conferences. So you still got to pay attention to them. So not so not as much bracketology and who's going to be a one and who's going to be a 16. Um, you know, obviously you're going to see some 12s uh, favored over fives uh, again. In our world, give us the matchups. We'll put out the prices, and then you folks on the other side of the counter can have at it. And by the way, here at South Point, 
we're going to have uh, the uh, uh, the prices up as the matchups come in. We will post the numbers. Uh, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, myself will be in the back. Uh, in years past, we've had Rich Bachelary. We get the uh, matchups, put them up, and have at it. Vinny, real quick, how much will you factor in? You know, a lot of these people will just see 512 and bet the 12 because it's a sexy trend. Do you, does that factor out at all? And when you set some of those numbers for those specific matchups and those seeds? Yeah, there's a little bit of anticipation, JVT. Yeah. You know, and we'll do our, a little bit of handicapping if we like. And, uh, you know, if it's a matchup, and I'm, obviously we'll pay attention to, you know, to where the games are, right? I mean, uh, but also, you know, you, you, we also know that uh, on the part of the general public, there will probably be some, you know, uh, you know brand name loyalty and recognition. Um, you know, it's uh, – but, yeah, we do uh, we do some anticipation along those lines for sure. You have to, I think. And, again, especially uh, looking at where games are going to be played. Look at Houston this year, right? They get through those first couple of rounds, they're going to be home for the rest of the tournament. The Final Four is in Houston this year. So those are the kind of things in the back of our mind that come into play as well. He is Vinny Maiulo, Hall of Fame odds maker over at the South Point. He joins us each and every Friday. Vinny, we appreciate the time as always, and uh, best of luck going forward. Well done, guys. Have a great day. Have a good tournament. Thank you. Great question, by the way, there at the end, because I think a lot of people, they don't really factor in that that the oddsmakers put their thumb on the scale. Of course. With this stuff, you know? It's if like you, you know it, they know it. Vinny just talked about it. You can't just go round robin all the 12s, all right? Settle down. <laughs> all right, we'll talk some more NBA, college hoops, NFL, whatever else pleases us on the other side. It's the Lombardi line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafei, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM Casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Any excuse to come on down to Vegas, you got to take advantage of it, right? Correct. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abemfe alongside Jonathan Von Tobel hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino. We just had Vinny Maiulo on, Hall of Fame odds maker over at the South Point in the last segment. Great always visiting with Vinny. Got Had some good stuff on the college hoops that's coming up. And that's the thing, like, betters are going to start descending upon Vegas. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have the regionals here as well, Sweet 16, Elite 8. I think we're going to get not only one crazy weekend, it's probably going to have two crazy weekends with March Madness because usually it tapers off. After that first weekend, people, you know, have the Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then they go back home, and and then yep. you know it's locals weekend for the Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight. Not this year with everybody coming here for those games. Yep. I think. Oh, look, it, the first of find you a spot in one of these Vegas casinos. I will say right now that uh, sports betting has kind of gone across the country. It gets a little bit lessened, but there's still something about coming out to Las Vegas, hanging out of the Strip, mm-hmm. and going to a casino and uh, hanging out in those days and being able to be free. In those days, which are looking at my schedule, I'll be able to. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are you a paper ticket guy? Do you still go to the counter on, on nah, like, like that? Maybe like if you want something, but it's just you wait in line. There's just no yeah. need to do anything like that. You don't have to do it. Just get the app and then just sit away, sit there and fire away. Same. I can't remember the last time I had a paper ticket, to be quite honest. I. It's all on the app. Trying to remember. I mean, outside of like contests where you like, you know what I mean? Like super contests and others where if you yeah. put your picks in, you get something, but like. It's been a while. I think I've got a future somewhere. One of these futures I think that I've got is paper ticket. But, yeah, I can't remember the last time I had one, really. Yeah. Step into 2023. Everything's digital and mobile now. Uh, we're going to step into the NBA, speaking of digital and oh, mobile. Oh, Super Bowl prop. That's what it was. Yep. Oh. I knew I had one. Yeah, it was Super Bowl prop. <laughs> there you yep. go. Paper ticket, Super Bowl prop. Uh, the association card tonight is jam-packed. Got a lot of games on the card. So who better to help us handicap the card than the guy who hosts the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. Jonathan right. Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, as well as being a VEASAN host here on the network. And let's just go down the board here. We'll hit all these games. We'll obviously touch on the ones that you have plays on and the national TV ones that people will likely be watching, thus meaning they'll likely be betting. And we'll start with a game that it's not sexy, but it's in the Southeast Division. Orlando Magic, Charlotte Hornets. You have Orlando, a four-point road favorite, total at 225. So I, what I think is interesting about – so we keep talking, like the collective we, right – Mm-hmm. The, the thought is now coming out of the all-star break where a lot of eyes descend on the NBA. It's like, let's, let's play against these tanking teams. <laughs> the, the problem is, is the tanking teams are Houston, San Antonio, and Detroit, who that collective, San Antonio is the one that is highest in the standings, has about a three-and-a-half game lead on the Charlotte Hornets for one of those top three spots, which is, of course, the three teams that get the highest odds of getting the first overall pick. So I think people are flawed in thinking, hey, these teams are tanking. Let's bet against them. They've already done what they needed to do. They just stink. <laughs> So I bring that up, Femi, because if if there are teams that have a benefit of tanking per se, Charlotte would fit that narrative. 
Charlotte just lost LaMelo Ball to an injury. Charlotte has 20 wins on the season, is going absolutely nowhere. As I mentioned, is about three and a half games behind San Antonio, which, by the way, has won two games recently and has started to climb the standings. If there is a team that is going to be in the tanking mode, it might be Charlotte, but here's the catch. Mm -hmm. It might not be immediately, like, in terms of bet against them pre-flop. So we'll take you back to, like, the, the game they just played against Phoenix. If Charlotte, with nothing else going on now down the stretch, is goes into a fourth quarter and is down like they were against the Phoenix Suns, well, maybe you see different rotations down in the fourth quarter for the Charlotte Hornets. Maybe now you're looking at, okay, Orlando going into the fourth quarter, if they're up, maybe it's an in-game opportunity to lay an in-game number. Will it be bigger? Yes, but obviously Orlando in this scenario that we're talking about is going to have a lead. I think that's what you're looking for here. I think looking to just bet pre-flop against a bunch of these tanking teams as they've been labeled has been kind of flawed, and you're looking for different angles. And I think it's going to be interesting to watch Charlotte down the stretch as they run through this schedule. I mean, look at their schedule going forward, too. It's going to be pretty difficult. This is what I think we're kind of looking for. And we've seen the market respond here a little bit. Orlando, four-and-a-half-point favorite here against Charlotte uh, right now. And I think the overnight was a little bit lower. Yeah, I had it at three-and-a-half on the overnight. So mm -hmm. the market is betting against them. But I think you're looking at a Charlotte as a tanking team, per se, as opposed to some of the other ones that people keep throwing out there. All right, so identify Charlotte, not necessarily pre-flop, Maybe a little bit of in-game, but yep. this is a team to look out for over the next month or so yep. as we wrap up the regular season. Let's go down to Atlanta. The Hawks hosting the Portland Trailblazers. Atlanta's a seven-and-a-half point consensus favorite. Total's at 241-and-a-half. Look, so this total, yeah, total bet up to 241-and-a-half. It, it opened up at about 239-and-a-half. Neither team has been playing very good defense recently. The Portland Trailblazers, they're 3-and-7 straight up and against the spread in their last 10 games. They have a defensive rating of 125.7 over their last 17. That is the second-worst defensive rating in non-garbage time over that span. Actually, no, excuse me, that is the worst, not the second worst. Uh, the one who has about the second worst would be Atlanta over the last nine games. So what I'm getting at here is you have a high total for a reason. And when you have a high number like this in terms of seven and a half, more often than not, in-game family, you're going to get an opportunity to get a better number on the side that you like here, especially if you're looking to back Atlanta. Yeah. Why run to bet a seven and a half that opened up six and a half overnight when in a high-scoring and volatile game, more than likely you're going to get a better option here for an Atlanta team that has been playing very inconsistent basketball. Now, the trouble, Anthony Simons has an ankle injury listed as doubtful here for Portland, so maybe that opportunity never comes. But I would think that more often than not, given that Atlanta themselves, three and six against the spread in their last nine, giving up 118.3 points per 100 possessions defensively, you're going to get an opportunity to get a better number on Atlanta. So if you haven't bet this yet, if you want to get in on Atlanta, if you want to fade Portland, don't blame you. But I think an in-game opportunity would probably be better for you. Is Lillard playing in this game? Uh, unless think, something happened yeah, on the injury just, report that I have not seen. I, say, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen anything on Lillard either. It's just, it seems like it's a lot of points. I get that Portland's had their struggles, and you mentioned Anthony Simons, but... Yeah. Seven and a half. I mean, I don't know. yeah, it's. I think. Well, and like you, Yusuf Nurkic been on fire. Yeah, Yusuf Nurkic has been out for a while, so yeah. the rating on Portland is kind of down. And Simons is going to be a pretty big deal because for a bad defensive team, you could at least make the case that your offense would be good enough with Simons and Lillard that you're going to be able to keep up. Right, kind of like yeah. we were talking about with Dallas. That's true. Yeah. Not so much the case if Simons is not going to play. That's a really big blow for a team who really is reliant on this offense to kind of keep treading or keep treading water because their defense has been so bad. How about the national TV game? The Boston Celtics hosting the Brooklyn Nets. Celtics 11-point favorites, total of 227.5. Man, I, so I even put this in the column this morning. Like, if you're a regular reader, it's ad nauseum with Brooklyn. They, their defense stinks. Since, they've, since they have reconstructed this roster, if you go back to the trade deadline, they have played seven games. They are 1-6 straight up. They are 2-5 and five against the spread. And they have a defensive rating of 125.4. Like, it's just it has not been good for Brooklyn. And it's weird because and we talked about this on the Harvard Handicappers podcast. Kelly and I knew episodes up uh, this morning. The um, 
the construction of this roster would think you're better defensively. You have Mikhail Bridges. You mm -hmm. have Nick Claxton. You have Dorian Finney-Smith. You have a bunch of these guys who should have a really high level on defense, but it has not translated yet. So does it come around at some point? Sure. And does this kind of seem like a market low for the Boston, for the Brooklyn Nets now catching 11 and a half as of this morning against Boston? Probably. But until you see something defensively here from the Brooklyn Nets, it's really hard, I think, to kind of come in and try to buy low on Brooklyn because they haven't shown anything on that end of the floor. So, you know, if you want to go first half for against Brooklyn, I, I did that with the New York Knicks a couple of nights ago against them, played four and a half. They won that first half easily. That could be something here. So, you don't, you know, you don't have to worry about maybe the back door because the Celtics let up or anything like mm -hmm. that. But it's hard, I think, to invest in Brooklyn at this point, given how bad they've been on defense. Also, obviously, Boston incentivized to go ahead and chase the one seed uh, yes. over in the Eastern Conference. But, I mean, that's clearly baked in as they're laying 11. Uh, let's go over to South Beach here, where we have an old-school 1990s NBA rivalry. Knicks and the Heat. Miami catching three at home. Total 215. So this is all about Jimmy Butler. He's questionable to play, so we don't know if he's going to play. But I will say this. So this is... If you're telling me that Jimmy Butler is going to play, and I have lamented this in writing about the Miami Heat. We talked about this in the last episode on Wednesday. The market, Femi, loves Miami. For whatever reason, mm -hmm. it's like consistent. The market moves in favor of Miami. You're seeing consistent bets. Miami is the worst ATS team in the NBA by a mile. They have been overvalued by betters all season long. However, if you're going to tell me that this spot right here, Jimmy Butler is going to play, and you're going to catch three and a half at home, Keep in mind that two days ago, they played Philadelphia. And before Joel Embiid was added to the injury report, the 76ers were minus two and a half in Miami. So do the new, are the New York Knicks a point better than the Philadelphia 76ers? Because that's what that number would translate to. And I'm not sure that's the case. So this is all about Jimmy Butler. I did bet this thing under the total of 215 and a half, down to 214 and a half or 215. I think it's a kind of way to circumvent it because if Butler doesn't play, this mm -hmm. offense is going to be much worse. And if he does play, you add a dynamic on-ball defender that should water down this scoring still. So, but this is all about Butler, man. If Butler plays three and a half, or if you're getting that number, I think that's a playable number in Miami. Overall, and going forward towards the playoffs, are you in on the Knicks? I, I think I'm in on them to be a pain in the butt. I don't think I'm in on them to win like you know the Eastern Conference yeah, or yeah, anything. That, that's a little far fetched. But, but if they if they run into like a Cleveland Cavaliers in that first round, which looks like they could, that that is going to be I think a matchup that Cleveland's going to have a lot of trouble with for sure. Knicks tape. Let's do it. I'm not a Knicks fan. I don't root for the New York Knicks. I, I do have a couple uh, awards bets on some guys in okay, the New York good. Knicks. So I, I'm I'm enjoying this seven-game win streak that they're on. It's, it, it, they're a fun team. They're good. They are. They, they play a really good brand of basketball. Like I've watched the last couple games. It, it's so much down, more a Tom Thibodeau team now than it, it was is. the last couple of years. It really does fit as a DNA. Yeah, the garden is alive. The mecca, as they like to call it there. We'll continue to go down the NBA card on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Jonathan Von Tobel in for Michael Lombardi, who I think is now skiing the slopes down there in Salt Lake City in Utah. Do you skier? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I made that up. Okay, <laughs> he is a movie guy, so I don't know if he's getting ready for Sundance. I joked with him on the GM Shuffle podcast, which we host together. Oh, by the way, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I joked with him. I was like, hey, you're going to, down to Sundance early? Like, what's going on? And I, I think he, he's got some speaking engagements and stuff okay, that he's right. doing. So You and I both have a common background. We have, we have hosted shows with Michael Lombardi, so I've learned a little bit about him. Yeah. Uh, he was... Uh, 
was very upset with me when we first started co-hosting because I couldn't tell you one Bruce Springsteen song <laughs> at all. Like, if you played them for me, I have no shot. So. No, Born in the USA? That's like the, oh, okay. the easy we'll one. See, yeah. like, I know this song, but, but you, I would not be able to tell you he sang it. Yeah. No shot. Yeah. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm not a... Don't tell Lombardi. I'm not like a huge Springsteen fan, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, some of his songs are good. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Let's just, let me let me put it this way. I'm not at home saying let me put some Bruce Springsteen on. Yeah, that's how it's phrased. Bon Jovi is he a Jersey guy? Is that yeah? I think uh, so. Questionable. Elliot, you get on that. Is yeah, Bon Jovi? Because I, uh, well, I know he's got the pin tweet, right? Like is Lombardi's got like the okay. pin tweet or whatever of yeah, uh, he must be a Jersey Bon Jovi guy. reading the book. You so. know the, the thing that Lombardi's been getting on me about is the fact that I have not seen the full series of The Sopranos. So I've I've watched I've seen season one and now I'm like five episodes into season two. It is it is interesting you say that Femi because mm -hmm. I want you to check out I'm gonna slide my laptop over to okay. you really quickly uh, this poll that I just put up yesterday which is if I'm gonna watch a series in its oh. entirety for the first time which one should it be and among them was The Sopranos because I have not seen a single episode of The Sopranos either. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so I'm even ahead of you now. Right. So I've seen a full season in some episodes. I've seen like little things on TikTok. You know what I mean? <laughs> Something about like, you know, cold cuts so and stuff like that. We got to list off the, the TV shows that you're talking about. So Breaking Bad, yep. The Sopranos, and The Wire. Gotcha. So I've seen, I watched the first like season and a half of Breaking Bad. Two mm -hmm. seasons maybe. Uh, but that's it. Like, and then I watched like the first episode or two of The Wire. But outside of that, Sopranos, zilch, nothing. I'm in the same boat with you because I've never seen those series in their entirety. I've seen season one of The Wire. Okay. Need to get pick that back. I'll probably have to rewatch season one because that was like four years ago when I right. watched it. Have never seen a single frame of Breaking Brad. Breaking yeah. Bad, not Breaking Brad. I don't know who Brad is, but sorry about you. Uh, I've not seen a single episode of that. So people say they love it and all that stuff. I'm like, hey, I'll get to it when I get to it. There's just so much goddamn sports on that. And I'm a sports junkie. Like the NFL season ends. Like you said, a lot of people just jump into the NBA. That's what I've been jumping into. Been yep. watching the my New York Knicks now. Uh, been, right. <laughs> been taking all this. There's a lot of good hoops on. So it's tough to get caught up. And by the time you get to the months where you can catch up, yep. July, then you're going on vacations, then August hits, and it's like, all right, back to football. Yeah, so no time. It, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough when you work in this industry. Don't forget the NHL. Right, Elliot? We got to remember, we were watching we the NHL, too. Puck yeah. drop, 7 o'clock. That's right. I think. Uh, speaking of the NBA, let's play a little bit of Would You Rather with some NBA futures and awards. And the one I want to start off with is the most improved player. This is an interesting market because right now the odds-on favorite – Laurie Markkinen mm -hmm. of the Utah Jazz, like minus 250 or so in that range. But this question, though, is going to pit two guys who are on his heels. Would you rather have a 4-1 to ticket on Jalen Brunson or a 4-1 to ticket on Shea Gilgis-Alexander? Uh, Jalen Brunson, I think, is the easy answer here. And it's because – here's the thing. Jalen Brunson's been brilliant. And, like, his game logs, he's been out of this world recently. And, of course, coming off of a 39-point outing against Brooklyn, his numbers in terms of his statistics this season with increased usage and the improvements across the board have been brilliant, especially with a much higher volume. But why I think he's also such a better candidate if you were to have in pocket now or for anybody – I know there's a lot of people out there who have some really big mm -hmm. tickets on him to win this award. It's because – I think the Thunder are now quietly tanking. Like, they are now the team, that way. right, that the other three are. Shea Gilders-Alexander has missed time with this hip injury. He's now in protocol, health and safety protocol, so he's going to continue to miss time. I, I think that missing these games down the stretch is really going to hurt Shea Gilders-Alexander and his candidacy to win this award. And meanwhile, as we talked about this on Harvard Handicappers, just this episode that's up today, Jalen Brunson has something in his arsenal that Larry Markinen does not have, that Shea Gilders Alexander does not have, and they will never have, which is he plays for the New York Knicks. Mm. And if he is going to do everything that he's doing statistically on top of leading the New York Knicks to a top seed in the Eastern Conference, 
that is going to go such a long way for him winning this award because improved can be statistical, but improved can also be perceived as now you're the lead guy yep. on a team who is in the playoffs and people will take that, I think, as something to vote for. So I think, again, when we talk about a couple of these markets, I think it's a little mispriced and I think I'd rather have a, a ticket there on Jalen Brunson if you didn't have one already. Uh, I 100% agree with you. I have a few tickets on Jalen Brunson. I don't have the monster prices that were out there because I came to the party a little bit late, fully immersed in the football stuff. Uh, so I don't have like the 100 to ones or 125 to ones, but I got some eight to one on Brunson. I also have some four to one on Brunson because Good. I do think that he has a chance to track down Laurie Markkinen. Yeah, if they were to vote today, Markkinen probably wins, but the vote is not today. It's at the at middle of April. And let's say the Knicks continue not on a seven game win streak. They're not gonna win every single game the rest of the regular season. But what if they win 48 to 50 games? Let's just Especially put it this way. Got 50 number. What if they win the four seed? Just put it that yeah. way. What if they win the four seed? What if yeah. they get what if they get past Cleveland and they're a top four seed and they have home court? I think he wins. Right. <laughs> I think it, he just wins the it, award. It's something that's really going to work <laughs> yeah. in his favor. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe Utah decides to tank. Yeah. Uh, they say maybe, Laurie, let's let's do a little bit of rest, yep. you know, to try to get one of those uh, top draft picks. So, yeah, Jalen Brunson, 100%. Also, SGA, like you mentioned, starting to miss those games. I think I don't think he's completely dead in this market, but he's, he's getting toward there. Yep. He's walking past the... The graveyard a little bit uh let's do this next one defensive player of the year would you rather have a brooke lopez dpoy or a norman powell six man of the year lopez plus 300 powell plus 350 so this one is actually somewhat interesting because there was a development yesterday that i actually i missed the second part of this report so norman powell actually got hurt yesterday he injured mm. his arm and i didn't miss last night that he was actually in a sling yesterday oh. after the game so if that is a true, like, real injury, we see teams do that all the time, right? Like, guys will get a little tweak in an ankle, they'll put them in a walking boot just in case. Mm -hmm. So it could be just something like that. Or it could be a really serious arm injury for Norm Powell. So if you're going to tell me that Norman Powell is fine, he'll miss maybe one game and continue on the trajectory that he's been on, I would rather have Norman Powell. But obviously, if Norman Powell is injured and that arm thing is something that's serious yeah. and he's going to miss a lot of time down the stretch, I think I'd rather have Brooke Lopez to win Defensive Player of the Year. But I will say this. I don't think Brooks going to win this award. I, no. I think a lot of what happened was Brook Lopez got off to that ridiculous start in terms of blocks in what he was doing defensively for the Milwaukee Bucks at the beginning of the season. The odds shifted. We have guys on this network. Mitch Moss, I think, has got about like 501 or so on, on Brook Lopez to win this award, and it was a great Cash snag. Out. Right. It was a great snag for him there. But it does seem at this point the market is so much in favor of Jaron Jackson Jr. winning this award that I'm not sure if it's going to be Brooke Lopez. And maybe even Giannis Antetokounmpo steals from defensive player a year votes for away from Brooke Lopez, too. So it's a weird it's a weird would you rather because there's some qualifiers there, but especially mm -hmm. if Powell's injured, that changes everything. I think it'd still be Powell, even with the injury lingering as well, because I, I just think that JJJ, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to win DPOI. I, I, I almost think that's kind of done. Like, I, 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 well, yes, you're right. I just... I'm, I'm I'm somebody who had Jaron Jackson Jr. at very large prices last year to win this thing. <laughs> and tough. yeah, it is. That's it's tough. tough to see. But there are a lot of people who went back to the well yeah. up on social media that, you know, we interact with. So I'm very glad that I hope he wins that award because there's a lot of people out there who yeah. listen to the network and support the network. we got some pretty good tickets on him. So I hope he does get it. And also, too, with six man, I, I get that Brogdon is the odds on favorite, but. Does everyone want to vote for Malcolm Brogdon? Because he's not like the traditional big-time scorer. He's been a decent scorer, but he's just kind of ho-hum. That Celtics team, you can make an argument that Derek White might be the best guy off the bench. Like, there's just... There's not like a, a big push around him. At least I don't think there right. is. Right. And so I'm glad you brought this market up, too, because this has been a hot topic. Because now the hot name has been Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly Crossing has Crossing my fingers for that. But you've been pushing it up there right now. I, I would say this, though. And this is my problem with Emmanuel Quickly, and it's something we brought up on the podcast. This is a six-man-of-the-year award. 
And for the mm-hmm. first 30 games of this NBA season, Emmanuel quickly averaged nine points per game on 37% shooting. That's, that's not, it's not very good. Right. And so if you're, if you're evaluating this by its entirety of this year, guys like Malcolm Brogdon and if Norman Powell is fully healthy, have more consistent track records through the course of the season, as opposed to the last 32 games for Emmanuel quickly coming on relatively strong, by the way, still averaging only about 15 points per game. And we can get into a lot of the metrics and whatnot, but for the most part, that I think is going to be something that ultimately holds him back. So now as we're talking about this, like, would you rather defensive player of the year, Jaron Jackson Jr. or Malcolm Brogdon? I'd much rather lay a price with Jaron Jackson Jr. at minus 200 to win his award, as opposed to minus 225 for Malcolm Brogdon. Because I do think at the end of the day, the six-man-of-the-year market is mispriced. If we're talking about everybody at even footing and everybody fully healthy with Powell, I think still Brogdon does not have that lead over Powell or even Emmanuel quickly if you want to include him in there, as opposed to Jaron Jackson Jr. having his lead over the pack. Yeah, it almost feels like Jaron Jackson Jr., this is two years in the making right. for him to win Defensive Player of the Year, and that, and that matters with these awards. Like If you're thought of in that light, Correct. that's going to help you out. Versus Brogdon... Probably going to win sixth man because this feels like it's a very weak sixth man. Type. There's no Tyler Hero out there where it's right. like, oh, obvious Tyler Hero minus 1400 or anything like that. This like is two months into the season. Yeah, yep. this is a little bit more up for grabs. But Brogdon, maybe by process of elimination, ends up winning the award. But I am hoping that quickly he can steal it somehow. Maybe he can put together a, a fantastic final month here. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. It, it's a big price. I mean, I got 150 to one. I was like, might oh, as well take no, a shot. It's good. It's a good price to have, especially where he's yeah. at. Some spots are now plus, like plus 175 after the Powell news yesterday to win that award. I, I just, I think we got to realize that these are of the year things. And the thought process is the late stretch actually helps. But for what we've seen in the past, you actually make up your mind. A lot of these voters at the beginning of the year, as opposed mm-hmm. to at the end of the year. So we'll see if that actually happens. We need more quickly tweets. That's right. They're out there. I'm down for social media campaigns. (laughs) I've done a lot of them. Hello, Marcus Smart. Uh, We'll talk more of some Would You Rathers and wrap up the rest of the NBA card on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, 
how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You should. You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action. With BetMGM Rewards, eligibility restrictions apply. See BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Did you get all that? I did. I did. Excellent. I haven't memorized. <laughs> Welcome back. That's impressive. This is the final segment of the Lombardi line <laughs> presented by BetMGM. He's JVT with the memory. I'm Femi Abebefe hanging out here as we're about to close out the show. Um, oh, by the way, thank you to our guests that joined us throughout this show. We had Andrew Brandt, former NFL VP of the Green Bay Packers, joined us to talk all things NFL. Michael Calbreeze of the Action Network, college basketball betting analyst over there, and also Vinny Maiulo, a Hall of Fame odds maker over at the South Point. We thank those gentlemen for joining the program. Before we go any further, though, JVT, let's get into our pro tip here. And it was something that you brought up when handicapping tonight's NBA card, and it's about blindly fading teams who might be tanking. Yeah, it's been a sexy topic coming out of the All-Star break, and I think it's a little flawed in considering it. So, you know, don't blindly bet against them. Pre-flop, consider waiting to bet in-game, and I would add trying to find tanking teams, uh, in quotes, that aren't necessarily labeled as tanking teams. I think another good example is Oklahoma City, and I wanted to bring this up too because this is important. Femi, if you know, so they are, Oklahoma City, two games out of the Thunders, or excuse me, the, uh, the Magic spot, where they're mm-hmm. at in the bottom of the standings, okay? If the Oklahoma City Thunder were to drop past the two teams behind them, which would be the last team, Orlando, their chances to get the first overall pick go from 7.5% to 10.5%. Damn. That's a pretty big leap. <laughs> yeah. And so now you have this situation where the Oklahoma City Thunder – Behind them are teams that actually kind of want to try to maneuver their way in here, including the Orlando Magic, who have shown, and like, look, we're, we're trying to develop young guys. We're trying to play for something. That's really big, especially with Shea Gilgis-Alexander missing time. So, again, going back to the pro tip, where it's not necessarily pre-flop, but it's in these fourth quarters. Watch these rotations and these lineups, because mm-hmm. guys you will never hear of before, if they start making their way onto the court, that's when you're like, oh, this is actually what's happening, yeah. and you can go in-game and bet against these teams. That's a really good point. And make sure to check out all of our pro tips over at vcin.com slash tips. We do one on the hour, every hour. There should be 20 plus pro tips in there each and every day. So make sure to check that out if you want to become a better better. Um, let's get back to our would you rather game here before we break down the rest of this NBA card for tonight. And the last one I wanted to touch on with you, JVT, was coach of the year. Now, this is a market that I have not bet in because I don't typically get into the coach of the year for the NBA because it seems to be rather predictable. But this year we have two candidates who have a strong case would you rather 
have Mike Brown at minus 115 or now no longer interim head coach, permanent head coach for the Boston Celtics, Joe Mazzula at plus 180. It's hard to look past Mike Brown, man. Like the narrative is there. How old is it now? 16 years. I think the playoff drought for the Sacramento Kings. It's been a minute. Yep. And they could be the three seed in the Western Conference and have a home playoff series against you know any one of these teams in Dallas, Golden State, Los Angeles, whatever it is. The narrative there, and that's the thing for these awards, obviously that matters too. The mm-hmm. narrative there is so strong. For Sacramento and Mike Brown and what that has meant, like I think it's really hard to look past it. You even look at like so Missoula and the Celtics, they were supposed to be good before Ime yeah. Udoka got fired. That was a win total of what fifty two and yeah. a half. They were the title favorite, exactly. They were the title <laughs> favorite. They were they were pushed the game. They pushed the Warriors to Game Six in the NBA Finals just last season. There were expectations that this team was just supposed to be good. Missoula's done a great job, but also the narrative for Missoula of taking over this team in the situation that he did. That kind of gets a little quieter as you get farther away from it. So I, I, know, I think it's really hard to look past Mike Brown. He's a deserved on, odds-on favorite, and I think you can make the argument that price should be higher for him. Do the Kings have to win the Pacific for Mike Brown to be coach of the year? I don't think so. Now, a collapse would not help, right? Because right now I think they have like a four-game lead in the loss column over the closest team uh, in the Pacific. Up three. Uh, up yeah. three games in, the, in that column, but in terms of like losses, you can yeah, look at it losses, that way, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, 25 to 29 for Phoenix because the way it was put to me, right, you can't make up losses. You can make up wins, you can't make up losses. So that's a, it's a good way to look at it. I, I think they're, they're pretty solidly in that spot, man. Like if they lose the Pacific, does it not help his chances? No, but I, I think the fact that they are going to solidly be a playoff team, it, they're going to be good. Yeah, because I'm trying to think about what would be the – permutation for Missoula to win is it Boston one seed Suns win the Pacific or something like that like would that be what's required because I'm almost thinking because at minus 115 would you be better off maybe betting the Kings to win the Pacific because I believe they're still plus money in that market yeah no well I think they're I think they're undervalued in that market too right I mean the market freaked out because the Phoenix Suns got Kevin Durant not realizing that you know the Kings aren't just going to stop playing basketball (laughs) and there's not that many games left And, and what is now you know it's funny somebody pushed back on me when I was like hey you know, they're minus 175 with a two and a half game with a two and a half game deficit. And someone's like, they can make that up in their sleep. Well, that's grown to now three and a half. So like you can't, yeah. it's not that easy. Two and a half games with about 20 games left is not the the deficit that you think it is. You can just overcome, especially when the other team continues to play. Um, no, I think that if you're looking, to be honest with you, if you're trying to like maneuver in this thing, mm-hmm. I think you're looking maybe another play, like Michael Malone, for example, the third choice of plus 350. Yeah. The Nuggets could be the one seed in the Western Conference. He's done a brilliant job with this team overall. But again, if you're measuring expectations, look at the three guys behind Mike Brown. It's Joe Mazzula, it's Michael Malone, it's Mike Budenholzer. It is three teams that all had win totals in the 50s that were expected to be good yeah. this season. And Michael Malone will have the presumptive three-time MVP as yep. well. And so pe- the people might count that against him for the coaching job that he's done there. Uh, you mentioned the Phoenix Suns. Let's get to them. They're going to be in Chicago tonight to take on the Bulls, laying three and a half on the road, total 223. Yeah, and the market's come in pretty strong. And I, and I understand this overnight number was Phoenix minus six. And this is now down to that three and a half point mark. Uh, the, look, Phoenix is a, a fine team, and when they're fully formed, they're going to be great, but this is still a team that is working out some kinks, the Phoenix Suns, because they just added a pretty big piece. And, you know, you do have some questions with the injury, but it's nothing that's going to affect the rating. I think the market's just kind of getting in here on Chicago for good reason. I bet this under 223.5, so we're down to like 222.5. I think there's a couple of 223s out there as well still, mm-hmm. but I, I think part of this is, first off, Phoenix defensively is still a really good team. Kevin Durant does not change that. He is not a bad defender by any stretch. He's a good defensive rebounder. He's a good rim protector. And you look against Charlotte, defensive rating of like, I think it was 89 or 92, somewhere in that range for the Phoenix Suns. They're going to be really good on that end of the floor. I think the question is how good they can be, not how bad they're going to be. So 
they're going to be able to defend a really poor offense in the Chicago Bulls. On the flip side, Chicago, with their new starting backcourt, Patrick Beverly and Alex Caruso, defensive rating with those two out there on the floor of, uh, I think it's, what do I got, 93.3. They've been really good when they, when they have those two out there. Both teams play at a relatively slow pace. Shouldn't see a lot of running here either. So I bet this under the uh, 223 and a half. How about Memphis and Denver? The Nuggets, five-point favorites, total 234. I, I, this is a fascinating game, man, because you could talk about the revenge angle, right? Last weekend, yeah. Denver goes to Memphis, just gets smoked. And Memphis is a really good home team. They lead the league in defensive rating at home, and they turn the ball over a bunch, Denver does. Their offensive rating was under a point per possession. I think it was actually just like 83.8. They, they were abysmal in that game. However... Aaron Gordon didn't play, which didn't help their defensive rating by any stretch. He's going to play here today. You're back at home. The Grizzlies, a miserable 12-18 and 18 straight up, 10-18-2 against the spread on the road this season. It's a little bit of a revenge spot. And dare we, do we bring up the distractions potentially floating mm. around the Memphis Grizzlies as well with John Morant and, and everything that's happening? I think that's kind of at the bottom of the list of things you're using here. I just think this is a pretty good spot with Denver at home in a matchup that didn't go well for them on the road with their primary guy that helps out their defense and Aaron Gordon back on the floor. Memphis has that top defensive rating at home because they've been padding the box score, right? That's right. That's what's yeah, kind of been happening. Right. Yeah, the <laughs> scorekeepers have been helping out a lot. <laughs> that's what I heard. Uh, your, your Clippers are on the road in Sacramento. The Kings, eight-point favorites, total 239. That's a joke, by the way, just in case everybody yeah. didn't catch that. <laughs> uh, look, I, I just think this is – so Paul George is the question mark here of whether or not he's going to play. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard, too. I think that it, you just you got to see it at this point with the Clippers to believe it. And this is – tell you what – from a line value perspective, we're talking about this game. They were laying six and a half in LA when they played last Friday. Now they're catching six and a half and De'Aaron Fox is questionable. So it tells yeah. you how far this has swung in just a matter of a week. Is there some like line value per se in Los Angeles Clippers? Sure. Uh, especially if Paul George is going to play. What have you seen from them right now in the last four games that makes you think that they're actually going to live up to that? Uh, it's, it's, right? a tough, it's a tough one. To, another one that you want to end game perhaps. Yeah, uh, it's a high total. Are you agreeing with this move on New Orleans? Because I'm seeing that the Warriors now down to four and a half point favorites. Open five and a half, now down to four and a half, total 230 and a half. Well, actually, I think, yeah, it's okay. So I had a different overnight here. Yeah, no, that was five and a half. Look, I think this is more about, we see this all the time. Second leg of a back-to-back, -back, market will charge the team that's on the back-to-back -back about a point, mm -hmm. especially when you don't know what the injury situation is going to be. And if like a Clay Thompson sits or something like that, that's probably what the market's kind of hedging against here. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, and also a big win for the Warriors last night over the Clippers, like we mentioned at the top of the show. Yep. But that does for us here on this Friday. Fun show, man. Talked a lot of association. I've been talking a lot of football, so I think getting a little NBA fix in was, was a lot of I'm fun. I'm down for football. I love the draft, so let's yeah. do a little bit more next time. On Sunday? Su 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 uh, on Sunday? Sunday I'll be here. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, we had a new show. TVD. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's JVT. I'm Femi Befe. You'll be on the Barney line, though. So we'll point, talk yeah. some more football there. That does it for us here. Hope you have some fun this weekend. Coming up, VEASAN Best Bets with Dave Ross. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline 